Welcome to Introverts Empowered, the podcast for powerhouse introverts, HSPs, and empaths who are ready to share their gifts with the world and get visible online. I'm your host, Emily Fry, and my guest and I will be taking you on a journey to help you reframe your beliefs around what it means to be a sensitive woman in business. Listen in for your daily dose of encouragement and marketing guidance tailored to fit your quiet, sweet-spirited, and ambitious soul. Is Pinterest a part of your marketing strategy yet? If not, I want to encourage you to stick around for today's episode as I chat with Renee of My Girlfriend Renee all about Pinterest and why it is the perfect platform for introverts. Because Pinterest is actually not a social media platform. It is a search engine, and so it doesn't require all of this draining engagement. Listen in to today's episode as Renee covers the basics that you need to know about Pinterest to get started on the platform today. Here's a little bit more about Renee. She's the creator and founder of the Fresh Perspective community. Whether you're in the beginning stages of starting your business or if it's just a dream and you haven't taken the leap yet, her mission is to serve you. Renee created the Fresh Perspective community with a focus on providing tools, support, and resources to serve female small business owners. Renee is also co-host of the Dreams to Plans podcast, which serves another fun outlet to share her experiences and connect with the creative community. In a world where there is so much competition, Renee focuses on building communities, knowing there's more than enough room at the table for everyone who's willing to work really, really hard to grow their dreams. So check out this episode on Pinterest and don't forget to let us know what your takeaways are from today's episode. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Emily K. Fry, and you can also connect with Renee at my girlfriend Renee. And as you're listening today, do me a favor, go ahead and take a screenshot and share on your Instagram stories and tag me at Emily K. Fry and Renee at my girlfriend Renee. We would love to repost your share. All right, let's get into it. Renee, thank you so much for being here. So today we're going to talk all about Pinterest, and I know that this is your jam. But before we like dive into that, do you mind just telling our audience a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, so I am actually not tech savvy. <laughs> so it's funny that Pinterest is my jam. Um, I used to be a hairstylist and a spray tan technician. So everything I did was with my hands, very creative, very artsy, very people person. Um, and then I launched a online business e-commerce, which is now a, it's called the Fresh Perspective Community. It's a community of small business owners and we connect strictly online. And then I do a monthly shirt subscription with that. So that is why I am involved in Pinterest was to grow it because as you know growing a business is very very hard and very oversaturated (laughs) so you have to go out and find new ways and get creative on how you can bring new people to your brand and your business love it love it and I think it's so interesting that you're like this extroverted uh prior hairstylist, but you love uh, Pinterest, which is actually not even like a social media platform, but you found a way to really leverage this for your business. So do you want to just speak to what makes Pinterest different than other social media platforms really quickly? Yeah. So that is the hugest like common misconception of Pinterest is that it is a social media platform and it's completely opposite. It's actually a search engine. So you know how when you're on Instagram, usually you're bored, right? You're scrolling, you're on your phone, you just need some sort of entertainment while you're in line somewhere or you're sitting on the couch and you're just kind of like come across anything. So when you find somebody, it's like, oh, that's cool. But when you go to Pinterest, you're there with a purpose. You're there with a mission, a question. Um, You need some inspiration. You need an 
idea. So the difference between an Instagram audience versus a Pinterest audience is a Pinterest audience needs what you are selling, needs what you are providing. So when you're on Pinterest, you have a lot more of a direct, warmer audience slash lead versus Instagram, you have a stumble upon audience. Right. Right. I've heard that about Pinterest that like its users are trained to buy, they're trained to click and go off the platform, which is awesome for business owners because you can lead them to freebies, you can lead them to sales pages. Whereas on Instagram, they're not ne- necessarily looking to leave that platform. So I and love Instagram that aspect. They don't want you to leave. <laughs> Instagram's right. trying to keep you on there as long as possible. They don't Ex- want you leaving where Pinterest supports it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like Instagram has that crazy algorithm and it's like whoever's on the platform the most is getting like more benefited as far as showing up on the feed. So um, as far as like uh, keywords go, because I know that you mentioned that people are on Pinterest with a purpose as a business owner, how do you do that keyword research? How do you approach that? So it's pretty much like I like to stay within my five brand pillars. Like it all goes back to like getting your foundation right. Same across all platforms, actually. Having your brand pillars makes it so much simpler to tell everything what you do. Because even with YouTube, even with social media, you have like five seconds to capture somebody. And if they don't know what you do or how you can help them, they're going to bounce out to somebody else that will. So if you can sit down and really solidify and put your stake in the ground and say, this is what I do, this is who I serve, you're going to excel faster on every platform. With Pinterest, it helps you create your pillars so you have your boards, your keywords, you know what realm to stay inside of. So I highly recommend starting with finding out what are your five brand pillars. And it could be three, it could be you know however many you want, but I like to keep it around five or less. And then that way it makes it to where you're only researching the things that matter to your customer. I love that, Renee. Um, I'm actually working with a brand strategist right now. And you're right. The brand foundation is so huge when it comes to creating your content and doing that keyword research and stuff like that, because you want to be sure that you're being really clear with your message and that people know what you're showing up to talk about, right? So you mentioned boards. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how to curate a really good Pinterest um account as far as like, what should your boards look like? And what should your bio look like? And things like that. So with Pinterest, keywords are like the money, like everything comes back to keywords. Everything has to be keyword rich. Otherwise, you're not going to rank. So with your boards, people overthink the pretty part. I think we all I think Instagram's trained us that way. Anyways, like everything has to be pretty. Um, But I would rather you take the time to invest in optimizing your bio and optimizing your board titles and descriptions. So instead of saying like mine is very um, it's small business mostly right small business tips. Instagram tips, Pinterest tips. So instead of just saying Pinterest, I actually have Pinterest tips for beginners because that's what people are going to be searching and that is who my target market is. So in your bio, you want to make sure you're putting down the keywords long tail or short tail, which is like a mix of like a direct keyword versus like an actual sentence behind it um, of things that you serve in your customer, things that your customer would be searching. So mine is like small business tips for beginners, blogging tips, Pinterest Like it's a lot of like, you know, basic terms that my customer would be searching. So you want to put that in your bio and then in your board descriptions and the board covers can come after because that takes a lot of time too. So I'd rather you invest in like the stuff that's actually going to get you like, like visualized, visualized, (laughs) whatever the word is. (laughs) 
That's going to make you stand out, right? It's going to drive people to you. Yeah, you want to get people to you so that way you can get people on your page and then worry about the pretty after because it takes a lot of time and you can just make them on Canva. Um, Do I recommend having board covers? Yes, eventually, 100%. It just creates a pretty brand aesthetic, but as far as having it optimized, that's way more important. Right, right. So it's like focusing on the meaty part, which it seems like are keywords and really optimizing your profile. So I love that. Okay, so... I know that you mentioned that you help small business owners and Pinterest works really good for that kind of niche. Are there any specific niches that work really well on Pinterest or any niches that maybe don't work as well on Pinterest? It depends. I think when you think of going to Pinterest, right, every single girl has done this. You need inspiration for decor. You need workouts. You need recipes. You need gift ideas. So if you think about it, Everybody is on Pinterest and everybody can do well on Pinterest. Do I think there's things that actually like crush it more? Yes, it's going to be, you know, your your recipes, your workouts, your stuff that people go to there for like landscaping, blogs, like home decor blogs, all of that stuff does really well. But I'm not going to say that one does doesn't belong. You know what I mean? Because there's a customer for everybody. Like you can literally type in anything on Pinterest and probably get an answer. So I wouldn't say like, no, don't do it because it's worth it because it's free. So I tell everybody, I'm like, whether you're going to succeed or not, get on there. It's free. Get it while you can. Right, right. Try it out. Um, And I know that a lot of my audience, they are like online coaches or service providers. And I've seen people do really well with like freebies and things on Pinterest to drive traffic just to their website in general, just to create that brand awareness too, right? So um, I think, you know, that's something to keep in mind that you don't necessarily have to have this like blog type content um, to do well on the platform. So I love that. Um, it's mostly providing value. Like a big lesson that I learned with Pinterest is you have to provide value. If you're constantly selling, that's not the audience for Pinterest. It's you're you're getting a sale through providing value and building a relationship and solving a problem. They are going to buy from you long game, not short game. So yes. Instagram, you see something pretty. It's like, boom, this is cute. But Pinterest, they're actually there and they're going to spend time to read your stuff. So if you can give them something that's valuable you're going to create this relationship with somebody and they're going to invest in you because all of a sudden you're the authority. Right, right. You want to build this brand foundation. And like you said, it's a long-term game. So yeah, that's really good to keep in mind. I also wanted to ask you, like, what does your day-to-day or weekly Pinterest strategy look like, like your workflow? So I'm testing out a couple different ways right now with my friends' businesses too. <laughs> I was like, can That's I test my strategies on you and geek out for a little bit? Um, so I started doing Tailwind when I first started because when you start with Pinterest, everybody says Tailwind, right? It's like you can't hear Pinterest without Tailwind. And t- Tailwind, all it is is a scheduling tool that's approved by Pinterest. So what you can do is take like a Sunday and schedule all your pins for the month or you can schedule them through the week. But what I was doing in the beginning was I didn't have enough content to fill all the spaces. So pin- so. So with Tailwind, you can spin up to like 25, 30 times a day, you know, on the minute, every hour, however you set it up. And I didn't have the content to fill that. So I was pinning other people's content. So in turn, that built up my Pinterest page, 
but I didn't get any of the traffic for me. I was building up other people's pages. So oh. I deleted Tailwind, got rid of that because I just didn't have enough content. And I started doing five pins a day as a challenge in my community. So all of the girls, I told them I wanted them on Pinterest. So I was like, let's do the five pins a day challenge. We'll get everybody using it and we'll see how it goes. And it actually right. did really well for people because it takes a lot of time. As a small business owner, you're wearing like every hat in your business. So it's like you have to be smart about the tasks that take a lot of time. And Pinterest takes a lot of time when you're first starting. You got to do your research. You've got to get your keywords down. You got to get your descriptions down. So by doing the five pins a day, it's I get it down to like 10 minutes now. I swear it's so fast. And I do my five pins and I'm done. So Monday through Friday, five pins a day. That's 25 pins a week that somebody can see my stuff. Right. And I also want to just clarify that that's not five different pieces of content because that was a misconception that I had about Pinterest in the beginning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have like five different blog posts or podcasts to, you know, link people back to. No, you're, Mm -hmm. you're creating different pins and kind of changing around the wording or the aesthetic to drive people to that same piece of content, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you can use the same link as long as you're changing up the pins. The only thing that Pinterest doesn't like is if you're using the same exact pin and pinning it to like, you know, repeatedly because then you're spamming. But if you have like one, say, podcast episode and then you have five different graphics for it with different quote images or colors or whatever, and you mix up the description or title a little bit, you're fine. It's okay. They want new content on there. They just prefer fresh content. And I love that because it's almost like you can repurpose it. You can drive more traffic to it. And also you can kind of play around and test and see what keywords are working really well. What uh, graphic kind of style is working really well? Because I think that, you know, in entrepreneurship, it's so important to test things, right? (laughs) And see what works. Yes, it is just, and and Pinterest is just like everything else. It's like a Facebook ad, Instagram ad. You have a split test. You have an A and you have a B. Which one does better? Is it the one with me in it? Is it a stock photo? Is it, you know, this color combination? Is it the words? Is it the text? You have to see what people are clicking on. And it's almost exciting because then you get to see and then you double down on what's working. You're like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. And then you double down on what's working. Absolutely. So as far as like graphics go, do you have any like best practices or tips for designing templates for your Pinterest account? So before, it's so funny because before I would do pictures of me just because I was new and that's all I had was like pictures of me in my office. Or and that's like what that. we do on Instagram, right? Right, exactly. And I would just take the pictures and they wouldn't perform as well. I would do stock photos from like Canva. I would just use theirs or I would use Pexels or any kind of free, you know, stock photo site and they would do way better. But now I have a couple of pins that are me again, and they're doing better. So I don't know. It always goes back and (laughs) forth. Like right when you think you have it nailed down, it kind of just changes again. Um, And I've been actually taking my content recently. I go live every single Friday on Instagram. So I go live at Friday, 10 a.m. I answer small business owner questions. And I usually have some sort of graphic with my live. So I've been taking the live because you can upload a video that's under 15 minutes on Pinterest. And I take the live and I put it on Pinterest and I take the little graphics and I put it on there as well. And they're doing great. They are crushing right now. It's so crazy. So I spent all this time creating like these perfect pins, you know, with text overlays and lines and, you know, all the colors and these (laughs) little graphics that take me two seconds on Canva. I just put a word and an answer and they're crushing. I'm like, I just, you never know. You know, (laughs) testing go all the way. Testing, testing, testing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dig a little bit deeper into like that A-B testing. Can you just kind of speak to that and what that process looks like for you? 
So say you have a blog post, like I have perfect examples. I have one that goes crazy every single time. It's cute packaging ideas for small business owners. So I have one pin that has cute packaging ideas and it has a stack of my packages. So my poly mailer is stacked on the floor and it's just that basic, simple, just that's it. Then I have another one of me in front of my shelf with tons of orders on it, holding a stack of shirts and it says where to get the best deals on cute packaging. Those two were like the most popular. And for a while, I would start to double down on those, right? So I'm like, okay, both of these are working. Let me create more. But it's so funny. Only those two keep hitting. The ones that I keep creating, which are I change around the color. I change around the image. I take, I like put like a package in like a stock photo of a package on a porch versus, you know, me. And it's so funny. They don't hit like the other ones do. So it's not necessarily like this huge change, it could just be the image. And all of a sudden people just relate to it more. You know, it's so weird. I don't even, it's like you can't really guess. You know what I mean? You just have to do and put it out there and you'll see within a couple weeks, like you'll, it takes a little bit to get traction. So it's not like you post it and an hour later, you're gonna get your answer. It's gonna take a couple weeks, but you'll see, you'll see which is getting saved and which is getting clicked on. And the ones that are getting saved and clicked on, double down, create more of the same, like keep going. Yeah. And I know that you mentioned like analyzing how many clicks that you're getting. And that's what's important to look look for as exactly. far as metrics go, right? Because you ha- there's a difference between vanity metrics and metrics that actually matter. So do you want to just give a little bit of insight into the difference between those two? Yeah. And again, Instagram ruined this for everybody. We went through, you know, Instagram has trained us to get to a certain follower amount because if you have a certain follower amount, you have credibility, but it doesn't translate into dollars. You can have 10,000 ghost followers that are just creeping in the bushes and not actually buying from you or engaging, or you can have 5,000 that are actively buying and you can have a six-figure business. So I think Instagram has ruined vanity metrics. Like they created vanity metrics. So with Pinterest, people tend to get caught up on their monthly views. And the only reason I know this is because when I first started out, people were selling courses and selling um, like Pinterest management packages. Like I'll get you to a million followers or a million views, monthly views. And I'm like, this one girl was like, I how I got to 7 million monthly views. And I'm like, okay. So I tested this strategy and I was like, I got to prove this wrong because that's that's not okay. You can't sell people on stuff that doesn't matter, right? Because right. you get somebody that's new to Pinterest and they're like, hey, like I want to get that much, but that doesn't translate to anything and you're just throwing money in the trash. So I didn't feel right about that. So I tested it and I got up to 8 million monthly viewers. That was not clicks, Like I had to prove this, like that did not mean anything besides I could tell people that I had 8 million views. And when people would come to me that are new on Pinterest would be like, Renee's crushing it on Pinterest. And I'm like, Hey girl, no, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) That seems really similar. I'm sorry. That seems really similar to what I do as like a podcast manager. I have a lot of clients that in the beginning, they're worried about like hitting the charts and how many downloads that they have and like all these vanity metrics. But at the end of the day, it's like what you're saying, how engaged is your audience? That's what matters. That's what translates into dollars in your bank account. So you have to kind of get over that, uh, you know, what metrics make me feel good. And you have to look at it like objectively as a business owner, right? I'm so glad you said that. And it, it does. It translates to everything. Like we recently launched a podcast as well. And you tend to think that people are just crushing it for some reason. Like, so you start to get in your own head and you're like, wow, I really thought the downloads 
even though you don't have a number in your head of like what a good download episode is, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really know, you know, what do you even with Pinterest, you don't know what how many, you know, clicks are good, or how many saves are good, because there's not really anything to gauge off of. But we've been so trained to know that everybody gets everything instantly, that you don't really, you know, take the time to just appreciate the journey. It's more like, oh, well, I'm failing, nobody clicks on this pin, I'm going to give up. And it's not right. like that. You know what I mean? It takes time to, you know, build that traction. Same with podcasting, same with Instagram, same with everything. And I think people just need to get over the vanity metric side of things where, yeah, it makes you feel validated, but I'd rather have money. Yes, <laughs> me too, I mean? girl. Like, every business, we're in it to make money. Like if I'm yes. getting, you know, 8 million followers or monthly views and none of them are buying, all that does is stroke my ego and impress people that don't even know me. Right. Right. I think that uh, like with podcasting and Pinterest, it's like we were talking about earlier. You have to go into it focusing on building brand awareness, building rapport and relationships with your audience. Right. You're not necessarily looking to make quick sales and quick like cash injections. We're looking at long term sustainable businesses. That's what we want to build. And so both of those strategies, platforms uh, are our goals, I guess, need to reflect that. So, so I love that conversation about vanity metrics and metrics that actually matter. So I know that you said that your workflow includes like five pins a day. And I know to some people that might sound a little bit daunting. Um, And especially as we enter into the holiday season, people are probably like, Oh, how am I going to keep that up? So do you have any tips as far as like managing the workflow and keeping up momentum, especially during times in your business where maybe there's some distractions like holidays coming up or things with kids, et cetera? Well, what's cool about Pinterest is that they actually let you schedule inside the app now. So um, red flag number one, don't do anything on your phone. I'm just going to call it like <laughs> it is. Do it on your desktop. Like it's it'll save you so much time. So what I've been doing now with one of my um, test subjects is I have been scheduling the pins. So I'll take, let's say, a Monday night and I'll create 25 pins for the week in Pinterest and then I schedule them at a later date. So I do the schedule of five a day. That way I only have to do it realistically on a Monday, but it's showing pinning throughout the week. And you can do this on Tailwind. So if you feel like, you know, five pins a day are just, it's just not going to happen and that's okay. There's no, you know, no, no, I'm not judging. If it does realistically, if it's something that you cannot handle, go ahead and get Tailwind, get Tailwind and use that because I would rather see you use something that works for you and you can get it done rather than being like, oh, I'm too busy. That didn't work for me. Renee said I had to do five pins. I can't do it. No, thank you. And there's no wrong way here. It's find out what works for you. So three of the subjects that I'm working with is mine, I'm pinning five pins a day. The other one I'm scheduling through Tailwind and then the other one I'm scheduling through Pinterest. So I'm going to be able to have a better answer in about three months of, you know, I can prove that and say, hey, this route, this route, this route, and I can have a direct answer because I only know the way I've done it. And people, I think, just have to say, hey, if it works for you, do it. If it doesn't, find another way. There's no wrong or right way with business. You know this. Like You have to figure out what works for you and double down on that. Yes. And I love this batching suggestion specifically for introverts, because I think if we take things day by day, it's easy to run into times where our energy is just completely zapped from lots of socialization or we're drained in the afternoons or the end of the week. And so I think that you can kind of 
you know, analyze where you're at. Like in the beginning of the week, maybe you have a lot of energy because you're not super drained yet. And you can sit down for like an hour or two and really batch these pins out. And that way you can make sure that you're getting this done and you're not waiting until like Friday when you're ready to go and grab, you know, a cup of tea and sit on the couch and just veg out for a little bit. Uh, that's my personal experience on Fridays. <laughs> they're, they're really, really sounded very personal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on Fridays, I'm like done. I, yeah, I just like, finished up Friday. We're going to the to pizza place. We're going to have some beer. Like that's me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, yeah, again, batching is awesome for anybody, but especially for introverts when we do have to be mindful of, you know, how we are kind of, uh, like divvying out our energy, right. How we're, um, how we're doing that. So these tips have been awesome, Renee. Thank you so much for sharing all of your Pinterest wisdom. I know that everybody's going to love this. So before we wrap up, do you mind just sharing where we can find you? Yeah, I'm, I made it easy for y'all. I'm a huge believer in easy. So at my girlfriend Renee on literally everything. Um, and then my website is mygirlfriendrenee.com. So it's literally like I'm a big fan of like making it easy for when you meet people one name. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple, Sally. That's like my yes. my tagline. <laughs> Anyways. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for listening to Introverts Empowered Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to join in a community of fellow introverted women in business, I invite you to join my free Facebook community, Introverts Empowered. This is where we get real about the struggles that we face as sensitive women in business, and we also discuss marketing tips and tricks that tend to work really well for these personality types. So just search Introverts Empowered in the Facebook bar and answer the membership questions, and I'll be sure to let you in. Can't wait to see you there.